The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. Uh, yeah, I'll have a large extra butter popcorn and she'll have snow caps? Really? Snow caps? They taste like cardboard. Okay. Come along, it's time for you to Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, welcome to one of many podcasts on planet God dang Earth, where we review everything and anything, as long as it's on Joey's list, and it apparently had something to do with a comic book, or maybe a move, like a video game, uh, pretty much video a superhero base, but not really, but kind of, but not really, but kind of, but not really. This <laughs> is Rundown Reviews. I am the guy who did the introduction. Now I'm an honest cop, and we're all the same, that's for sure. I'm Big Chuck. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, Chuck. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, it gets God. Worse. Oh, God. Do you have one for all yeah, of us? Yeah, let me introduce you, okay. the host. Uh, no, just you, Joe. Uh, because otherwise it gets it gets too confusing for me. He's Joe. Doesn't see, doesn't see a reason why Bozo uh, would be a problem in today's society. France, I mean, Gennaro. Damn. Joe, Joe, welcome to your own show. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that one. I'm uh, I'm pleasantly to surprised. To be fair, I edit I edited that because what I had originally written was uh Gennaro didn't see a problem with Bozo dropping a hard R over and over again. That's what I originally wrote, and I thought to myself, maybe too much, maybe too much for the first introduction. I just, look, I see a problem with Bozo from the get-go, but we'll we'll get to that. Also with me. He is the prime example of why we should take men's mental health seriously. Yeah. He's stressed, man. He's stressed. He's not not the bad guy in this movie. And for the next hour and a half, I'm going to prove to you why. Hour, at least for the next hour. Let's be honest here. We got got somebody that needs a hard hour. I'm going to keep going for an hour and a half. Is Jordan. How you doing, bud? Hey, no tiki, no washi. I'm here. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm, also, I'm shocked. Can I just say I'm shocked, but, Chuck, that you made it through that whole thing without actually saying Elite Eight Showdown. <laughs> well, he's done it a couple times already. I almost so okay. had practice. Uh-huh. I've done it a few times, and the first time I almost did Elite Eight Showdown. <laughs> the first time he almost killed Ron and I. That was pretty fun. <laughs> That's true. That's no true. I just came out of nowhere with it. That uh, episode actually is going to be going up this week, I think. Because I think it was a Blade episode. And that's going up this week. You're messing. So up wouldn't with it have went of... up the past week then? Or yeah, something I was gonna like say that? you're messing with up. a lot of time right now. It's God damn it, Joe! You're fucking up the timeline again. <laughs> I, look, I have to just deal with it. Didn't also you read Flashpoint or something? Ronald, eventually. Ron is here, my co-host. Hey, everybody. Obviously, Chuck is another co-host, and it is what it is. So today, <laughs> we want... I prefer featured guests. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot, that's the guy you said that. Too much, too so, much responsibility being a co-host. We are. Look, ask Ron what his responsibility is. I'm doing it right it's now, all right? Literally what this is. Uh, we watched Toxic still Avenger from 1984. This movie. The year I was born. Is a movie. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Disclaimer. This movie is offensive. This no, movie 100%. Does, not, it does not age well at the time that it came out. This movie that also being correct. said. For the next hour, I am going to gush about how much I love this movie. <laughs> and, and Jordan and I are going to get into so many arguments over this, I can already tell. Hang on. Because watching this, this... Yes, go ahead. Th- this movie is not offensive. This movie is a satire. Satires cannot be offensive. <laughs> it is a satire. You are correct on that one. However... It could still definitely be offensive. It could still be offensive. There's a As lot my liver will tell you, because I played a game while I was watching this movie called Drink Every Time Something Offensive Happens. Drink Thankfully, I was only sipping put, on things. Because yeah, you put there in, like, in the Discord when you said that, you were probably drunk within five minutes. I said at least 30 minutes because I was only sipping oh, on drinks. Teen, actually. Yeah, Drink something like every time yeah. I feel bad about myself in this movie. <laughs> the, <laughs> thing like, is, the thing is, the satire that they were doing was... People take things way too seriously. 
So that's the satire that we're going to specifically target. Mm -hmm. Not the representation of government or cops, not the representation of toxic masculinity, nothing like that. Cause none of that even existed in the Oh, 70s. Come on. You Jordan's I mean? right here representing toxic masculinity. I know I am <laughs> the true. toxic masculinity guys. Oh, <laughs> that is true. right. That's true. Now, here's, a, here's a quick question. Cause I think Chuck and Ron and I talked about this before. Um, Jordan, have you seen this movie before? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, Chuck and Ron, I believe you both said you had. Oh, yes. Many, Ron. many moons I, ago. This is my second time watching it. And the first time I had watched it was um, during COVID. So, okay. like, it hasn't been that long. Okay. Um, I, I, I know I watched it when I was this probably under 10. But it's, I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, not a great choice for oh. you as a child. Um I did, however, watch Toxic Crusader as a child, yes. unaware that, that this was completely the the thing that spawned Toxic Crusader. Well, I think I watched uh, Toxic Avenger because I watched Toxic Crusader. Because right, of, and much know, it, much like my mom taking me to Starship Troopers when I was in second grade because I used to watch Roughneck Starship Troopers, not appropriate for children. No, not a good. I don't understand this common theme of let's take a unbelievably offensive gratuitous movie and then make it for children the 80s dude that was like that's like every cartoon in the 80s had that because like not every cartoon but like there were so many of them back in the 80s because they just wanted to sell toys and they knew that at that point adults weren't buying toys if they could see 30 years into the future they might yeah. have realized there's a, there's a yeah. source for it but back then no way yeah late 80s early 90s that's just the toy brands ran run rampant to get people to create a cartoon to then keep the property going i want to know in toxic crusader was he still dating a blind chick who was literally mr magoo <laughs> i think tits. uh yeah i think um because i've done a, i did a little research on the next three movies next three toxic avenger movies that we will watch on this show um Love He's got person. a blind girlfriend, but the name changes every time. Uh-huh. I saw yeah. that because I also read all the plots of the other movies because that's all they deserve, in my opinion. Um yeah, we're gonna watch them. <laughs> I love I love that season two was kind of like uh Cobra Kai. We're like, what if he goes to Japan? <laughs> you know, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, uh, and it got weirder. Weirdly enough, it gets weirder because then they got more of a budget and it mm -hmm. got and then they did the whole there's like, yeah, what more absurdity. They did the whole Halloween reboot thing. They're like, only the first movie exists. The fourth movie, the other mm -hmm. two don't exist. <laughs> Straight sequel. Yeah, it's yep. like, what's going well, on? And the fourth movie had Stan Lee as the narrator. Mm -hmm. and, so weird. Well, yeah. It's uh, also allegedly they're remaking this. Last I saw, yes. the it's still in production as of like January 2022. It's still in production. Peter Dinklage is attached to it. Is it still Tromaville doing it though? I believe so. It I is. Believe, it is. Uh, Choma yes. and the other uh, guy who helped create this are going to have a hand in it. Yeah, I well, it's, yeah. I thought it was interesting that in the because they have two movies in production right now: Toxic Avenger Five, and then the reboot, like you said. And what I found interesting is in I was reading an a, uh, interview, and the Michael dude or whoever it was, Kaufman or Kotzman or whatever, said that James Gunn did a work on the script because they're really good friends. And I'm like, okay, that's the way to name drop, man. There's no way James well, Gunn like, did anything more than read it and go, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, if they're gonna make it like take it, have a serious take on it. There's a good possibility he could have. Wait, 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 wait. He could have did it once over. Can you have a serious take on this? Especially with Lloyd Kaufman involved? Probably not. <laughs> if if it's still attached to the Troma universe, probably not. I love that Tromo is a whole universe. Like Tromoville, like multiple movies they made take place in this like weird town. I, when, what was it? There was a movie called Postal I watched maybe 10 years ago. And yeah, I believe that one takes place in Tromoville as well. And it's literally is that like guy. the poltergeist? No, postal. Oh, like can we, he, uh, like based off the video game postal? Yep. Oh man, that's got to be brutal. <laughs> it's not Yo, good. I remember that. I oh, there was one that. scene in particular where I, I think he shoots up a bunch of babies. I don't remember. It's, oh god, it's weird and it's played for laughs. But you know, it's still made in the 
trauma style of movies and the trauma movies have a specific mystique about them i guess terribleness grindhouse that too they're grindhouse movies that's the whole concept this is like a higher production of grindhouse no, I feel or like they're this a is satire of Grindhouse. Maybe? Yeah, satire. I feel like they're like a satire of Grindhouse because they're like fully like Grindhouse takes itself seriously. Where I yeah. feel like these are making fun of Grindhouse right. movies while still in the same aesthetic. But I also think that this one, spe- specifically Toxic Avenger, because it's the first trauma movie, was trying. Yes, there's a lot of satire, but it was still trying to take itself a little seriously. Similar to how Evil Dead, the very mm. first Evil Dead movie, was taking itself seriously. And then by the third one, they're like, well, fuck, we are, we know what we are. So let's just. Yeah. Evil Dead 2 was just making fun of the first movie. Was this the first Tromo film? I, I thought that it was. I thought they started in the 70s, man. I mean, I, this is probably the first one that got any recognition. That's for sure. <laughs> that is definitely that's, for sure. That's the first one that wasn't shot with the uh, their uh, mom's camcorder and the. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Dude. Okay. So speaking of Tromo, I wanted to go through some. I, I looked up Tromo's like. Some of their movies. I haven't seen any of the other ones. I thought maybe I would have like caught one. I thought maybe Parents was a trauma film. It wasn't. Um, but I, <laughs> I wanted to read some oh, of Craig. I know. Sorry, Craiger. I wanted to read some of the film titles. I'm like, okay, this piques my interest. Um, Killer Condom. I just imagine like rubber, but like what rubber should have been instead of a tire, it's a condom just going around blowing people's heads up. Um, and then Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead. I mean who who doesn't nice. want that dude so, i want to watch it honestly is thanks killing part of it because uh that would be I, amazing if poultry geist and thanks killing it was like jason versus um freddy killing such a <laughs> that would be amazing i would love that and then and Sir- uh you were right it is it, it did start out in the 70s uh this was just the first one that kind of was a, a big hit yeah, big hit by uh, more than 12 people watched it and then the final movie i want to watch is sir that's Not- still a hit jordan <laughs> it's more more listens than my podcast ever got. Uh, so, <laughs> then surf Nazis must die. I want to watch this one because one, I want to see what a surf Nazi looks like, and two, I love when Nazis die. So <laughs> when did, when did wait? That, what about what about isn't it like drop? a n- nuclear high or something like that? Oh yeah, nuclear high. It's uh, what's that one called? Uh, yeah, there is uh the class of Nukem High. I was close. You know, just yeah. for right whole now, series. right now for just four ninety nine a month, you can get yourself Troma Now, the streaming service that gives you access to all Troma. <laughs> like they just they just mis- mispronounced trauma, which is what was given to every kid yes. to watch this movie. <laughs> there is a there is a Tromeo and Juliet. That's oh funny. yes. Oh no. I'm pretty sure that's the one James Gunn wrote or directed. James Gunn got his start at Troma. Uh, yeah. Uh, this one was film was directed by Kaufman with a screenplay by Kaufman and James Gunn. There you go. Huh. Romeo and Juliet. Also, did you guys see the Marissa Tomei pop up in this movie? So that's the director's cut. No, I'm pretty sure I saw her. Was Did you watch it on Tubi? I did. Was she not okay. the shower chick? Well, there I didn't see the face. But, she was the uh, chick who ran out of the shower. At least I looked at that very, because I didn't believe it. Was that it. the very beginning? No, it was like in the middle-ish end area. Okay, I must have I must have overlooked it. I didn't believe this trivia, so I looked it up, and even Reddit was saying that's her. So I, I mean... thought about pausing it and looking, and then I'm like, I don't really care. Well, no, no but yes, you are correct. Um, that is part of the trivia that apparently a lot of people are saying that. Um, yeah, IMDb said as part of the director's cut. I don't know if the director's cut was on Tubi, and I didn't feel like paying for the director's cut, so I just got trauma now. So you know, I watched exactly watch any cut <laughs> right. you want. Here's the thing: you're going to get a lot of weird charges to your credit card mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. just just keep just keep track of that, just in case. That's okay. I have like 20 credit cards. I just cancel them after I do this, so that I never get charged again. It's all good. I actually think she's hotter okay. the older she gets. Well, yeah. Who Claire the blind chick? Shout out to uh, Marissa Tomei. <laughs> yeah, 
Shout out to Ron doing the hard research for us. We yeah, appreciate seriously. That, buddy. He's like, don't worry, I got you over here. I'm good. I'll look at all these pictures and tell Ron you. Ron looking up. at half naked women. Weird. Look, all right. I have one coming. job on this podcast. Okay. Yeah. It is weird. I'm shocked they're only half naked, honestly, Joey, <laughs> at this point. Well, wait, look. The object is to find them completely naked. Which will uh, but doesn't always happen. Marissa Tomei is a lady. Journey, Marissa Tomei does get topless in quite a few movies, actually. She was a, one of the first pair of tits I fell in love with, so let's not even go there. <laughs> true, true confessions, my life addicted to Marissa Tomei's boobs. So uh, I have got... Oh, are we still... I thought we were talking about Marissa Tomei's boobs. I was say it's a, it's a movie that had um, Christian Slater in it and Heather. somebody else. Heather. Oh, we both went Heathers. Nice. <laughs> but no, it wasn't that one. All right, so let's let's actually it's the talk only about movie that I Oscar can remember Avenger here. Um, Yo, how do you even want to? How do you even want to dissect this absolute yeah. masterpiece? Should we? Uh, should you do like a quick plot breakdown, and then we can just go through and say everything that's so wrong quick, with this movie? Uh, the quick plot breakdown is Melvin is this this doofus that works at this gym. It, do you think he's on. actually mentally handicapped, or just is he supposed to be like chunk? Because he sounded like Chunk to me from the Goonies anytime he talked. I think he was a sheltered child. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I got know, that vibe goes, too. When he goes into the bath, he's got a picture of mommy on the wall. Oh, that, yeah. That's weird. That's so like I think he was very sheltered. Um, and so he works at this gym as the mop boy who is a, does a terrible job uh, mopping everything up. The other residents or not. Uh, What's the right word? Clientele. Clientele. Thank you. Residents that live there, apparently. Um, pick on him. And because it's New Jersey and everybody hates New Jersey, they are the toxic waste dump uh, central, I guess. I, I don't know why Ohio is shipping that train derailment to Indiana then and now it's New Jersey, but here we are. Um, he inadvertently because then they make out. super genetic superheroes. That's why we can't have that. We can't give Jersey we more ability to do things. We don't need we, Indiana with the rednecks. That's what happened it. to Florida. Okay, we made the mistake and we started shipping all our toxic shit down to Florida, and now that's where that's where we're at. And look what happened. We don't need that up here. Okay, uh, Untamed Hearts is a movie where you can see Marissa Tomei's tits. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Coming in. <laughs> coming in. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, um, though, just imagine the cast of the Jersey Shore as the Toxic Avengers. God. Like, we don't need that. No. <laughs> Wait, is that why they're all orange? Yes. Exactly. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, he gets yeah. dunked in this toxic waste and then turns into the Toxic Avenger, which inadvertently makes him super tall, super strong, and he's got a vengeance to kill bullies. Ooh, and he also learned how to talk properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He had a great voice. I liked his voice. He's like, hello there, his ladies. voice got a lot deeper. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because he finally hit puberty. You heard his mom. Yes. Yeah. God, that was. Yep. Um, Don't worry, mom. That I'm was the right least offensive here. comment in this entire movie. It was. Like, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, so, Chuck brought it up earlier. We're talking about Bozo and Slug and their uh, their girlfriends, Wanda and uh, Julie, I believe her name is. Uh, Bozo and Slug are a bunch of pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. Who. Uh, so, I got a question. They're doing this point system when they hit people. Is th this is not the origin of that, right? Like this has been in other films, right? Uh, wasn't it in slightly in a Clockwork Orange? I like I don't I don't know if they did a point system, but didn't they run some people down in their car in a Clockwork Orange? And like sense. I got a lot of vibes of a Clockwork Orange in this movie, like they were trying to, and a little bit of the Warriors <laughs> too, <laughs> with like all these weird groups of. Are you talking about uh, Cigar Face? Yeah, like Cigar Face <laughs> or like the painted dude in literally the Mexican restaurant called The Mexican Place. Which <laughs> yeah, is actual... and then they had samurai <laughs> swords on the wall. Yeah, like I had that place. written down. Um, no, I asked about the point system because that's something I jokingly say with my daughter every time we're in the car. Ten and points for the like old man. Walking across the street. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's worth X amount of points. And so I never knew where it came from. And if this is the movie where it came from, fuck probably i i thought when i first saw their little like decals on their car where it had like women children and like dogs x'd out i thought that was like oh they're they have enough moral compass they won't hit those people they're just no. gonna hit like men i'm like oh no these are the people they're trying to hit they hit everything yeah i'm pretty sure that was a list of what they have hit so far gotcha yeah. gotcha the, the kid on the bike and then them running over his head goodness Whew. 
I will, I will say this. The practical effects of this movie were actually oh, very good. fantastic. Yeah, well, when you have such a small budget, you kind of have to do things that maybe don't look necessarily realistic, but they look disturbing. <laughs> like that scene. Uh, is yeah. in the, oh, that was actually the, a real yeah. kid they ran over. Oh, nice. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's like the camels and Conan. Stop. Yeah, no, we're just like really hate kid bikes. We're just going to straight murder them. Yeah, Dude, look, so then that, you don't have to pay the kid, scene, okay? That... It still True. counts as one kill, Joey. It's one hey, kill. Hey, Joey, maybe maybe it was a moose, okay? Anyway. Um, that scene apparently was... Actually, I think uh, it's super important that we start... Part of, I'll keep talking here. Uh, that head crush scene was, a, no. was brought to life because Lloyd Kaufman was backing a car up one time out of his garage and accidentally hit his younger sister. And everybody was fine, but the memory... Uh, haunted him for years because so that, so that accidentally that. the memory haunted him so bad that he had to smash this kid's head twice. Yeah, he was so <laughs> traumatized that he was like, "I'm going to commit this to film forever." <laughs> I mean, maybe. could you right, imagine at Christmas? Like, look, sis, I put you in my movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, love it! I don't know where you guys want to go from here. Well, I was going to say, um, I was a little bit angry that like they stole my gym attire for those two dudes in the thongs. Like <laughs> I'll say this. Everybody in the background of the gym was like acting better than the people you're focusing on. At one point, um, I think it was Bozo was like working out. There's this guy standing like back into his left. And he's like doing a couple lifts. And then these two guys come like walking up and bump into him. He's like, oh, sorry. And like the one guy like knees him and then they start beating him up on the ground. Like, what the fuck was that? I, I loved it. Obviously, like, Joey's never been to a gym. That happens all the time, dude. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. You got to fight no, for the equipment. My, my gym is nice beating the shit out of people at my gym, Joey. Like, that's why you don't skip new. leg day. Yeah. Uh, you know what I, I, I thought I, I did like about this movie was that. the 80s hijinks. Like, then, like, when he puts on the pink tutu and then he goes to, like, make out with the girl, but he's, like, dancing and all this. I'm like, this is just classic 80s hijinks. <laughs> I mean, or, like, the snake yeah. down the aerobics conductor shirt. Yeah. Is this movie any worse than Animal House? I don't. Or Revenge of the Nerds? I think this. I think they're all as problematic as each other. No, because those movies actually had a plot. Um, dude, I'm pretty sure There's that uh, the main character in Revenge of the Nerds rapes somebody. And then, like, the movie's continuing on from there. She gets uh, Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, hey, if Stockholm Syndrome or not, if you like him, you'll like him. Um, my favorite thing in this movie is that there's a sign that says no pissing on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Yeah. But <laughs> the other time, go good. ahead and pee on this wall. <laughs> um, The scene... Let's see. Okay, so from, from there, after Melvin gets drenched in toxic mm -hmm. waste dude okay he gets drenched in toxic waste and then bozo's like oh he's faking it if he can't take a joke then he stinks <laughs> also but was melvin gonna commit suicide and then happenstance that those toxic because he would just jump straight out that window out of a second story window like he went all the way down to head first head yeah. first out that second story window i, guess, I mean that's dark that's, this movie's well, dark, but that's dark. I mean, he did no, just no, make he out thought it was a go. Yeah, right. I mean, but I also don't think he was trying to kill himself. I think he was just trying to get away from everything that was happening because he but, couldn't take a joke. But almost like get away from it permanently, like kill himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> just out the just out the window. I mean, come on now. He he clearly, you know, he doesn't know how a door works. It, it was mm -hmm. very I mean, well established fair, and, in the beginning with Joey's favorite character. So it's a little strange that we have. And if you add in the eighties hijinks, he probably thought he was going to jump out the window and then land, and then you know get up, brush himself off, yeah. and walk away. And then there'd be a float that he would land on, and they start singing, shout, and everyone would be going crazy. It'd, it'd be wonderful. Explain to me why toxic waste is transported without any sort of straps holding those in place. Oh, it was the 80s. Or the lids. That's, the lids that's literally the how they did it in the 80s. With, without with the straps? Bubbling just let it slide around? 100%. Okay, Actually, so see, what happened was Ronald Reagan you, put it through. Even in, Ronald in, Reagan put it through so they could do that because it saved them money. Uh, so straps. rich people didn't have to spend as much money to transport their toxic waste. 
That's true. The kids? Actually, that is true. Um, The thing I didn't understand is, in the truck, not one little splash. The second Melvin impales himself into that stuff, all of a sudden it's just splashing everywhere and causing, like, unbelievable uh, 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 soakage. Well, is the only word so I can describe. I'm wondering if... Actually, what happens is in there... the two drivers... Melvin actually died. The two drivers are so ripped that the rest of the movie after Melvin jumps in there is their imagination. That I can see. Oh, <laughs> I like that sense. theory. Well, I was, I was gonna say maybe they like similar to a pouring a drink in the cup. You you pour enough in so that it will uh, have that concave, I don't know, mushroom top, but not go over, not like fall over the rim. Maybe it's something like that. So if I if I learned anything from TikTok videos on home economics is that if you put a wood stick over a boiling pot, it'll never boil over. There's just a wood stick yeah, there, Chuck. Work. They just put a wood stick. It never it could never spill That's over. <laughs> Actually, it's it's called family consumer sciences now. Whatever. Okay. I don't so. know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just listen. It's specifically in my department at work, and if I call it home ec, they get very angry at me. So I have to call it family consumer sciences. That's fair. But the fact that he jumps out and then once jumps out the window, gets in the toxic wakes, gets out and is starting to die, basically. The whole town just happens to be around. Well, the watches him like, dude, the- come on. That's probably the most excitement they've gotten in like ever. No, because there's people. Being run over constantly. All right, here, let me put it to you this way, Joey. If that happened in Bluffton, what would happen? The Epstocks would cover it up. Okay, that's fair. But what would happen before that? Everybody would sit there and watch it. That's true. Because they have nothing fucking better to do. Yeah, they took away the Kmart. (laughs) They'll do it. They'll do it. Um, Do you... Do you really think more though that everybody was just excited something was happening in the town? Yeah, because they all did and laugh at him. Maybe they thought it was performance it. art. Possible. Oh, maybe they did get really hyped that he was lit on fire. Yeah, like I, I mean, like I, it'd be pretty crazy if someone was just running around lit on fire, and you'd be like, "Is that?" I actually to kind of, a, I kind of appreciated that the cops' hands lit on fire, and everyone was mm. like, "Whoa, his hands are on fire!" That was the extent. Nobody tried to do anything else about it. And I really appreciate uh, that. That's fair. Also, um, there was very little effort to make uh, to find a stunt double that was even close to the size of the person who played Melvin. Yeah, no shit. I don't shit. know if you yeah. want to say. That dude, Johnny. Great. <laughs> did not even try. They were just like, man, who cares? This is a, this is satire. We don't Nobody care. Cares. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, he has a transformation. That, that was very, like, Hulk-like. Uh, like the, the Hulk TV show, like which I I did kind of appreciate. Um, you mean with the really weird effect of it, like yeah, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, we we Ron and I have been watching watch those, so we that's kind of why it stuck in my head. Um, obviously, the police and mayor are. Was it the application of the figure. water that changed him, though? Maybe. No, I. I didn't think so because like if he his, never his if he never tried to there. wash himself off. Did they? Yeah, that's true. No, because no, they were specifically on the edge of the tub. Yeah. So I don't I don't think it did. But, but that also comes to the question, why did the toxic waste, that toxic waste, change him when it maybe killed other people? I, I mean, we don't really know. Burst everybody we, else into flames? I probably no because of his chemical imbalance. Okay. He has the mutant gene. Okay. That's why. That makes sense. There we go. That makes sense. That tracks. Um, all right. So let's move on to the. I want to talk about the Mexican restaurant because mm-hmm. there's a couple scenes in there that were pretty fun. Um, the worst scene in the movie happens there, which is when the dog gets shot. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. That was bullshit. They, they went whoa, straight whoa, whoa. for wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. It was awful. It was unfortunate. That dog was still breathing when they cut back to it, though. <laughs> That's because he was slowly dying, yeah. Chuck. You can't I think, train a dog not to breathe like um, you can't I, human. I think according to the the trivia... They like, actually that, shot the dog? Well, no, <laughs> yeah. that, that kind of disturbed Kaufman. And while they kept the scene in, they didn't want the dog to actually be hurt. So 
that's why he was breathing. Like they didn't want to, to show like it was it was bad. Um but did they also, have to put a disclaimer at the end? Where are we in that era of movies? No. No. Okay. I, I didn't happen until the nineties, right? Yeah, that was in the nineties. All right. Okay. So yeah, we're not there. We are on the cusp of that. We were, this is the era where PETA still meant a nice piece of bread, so don't yeah. worry about it. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. The actor who played Frank, the, the leader of that, that gang, uh, apparently in real life, he actually only had one arm. So <laughs> when the Toxic Avenger ripped his arm off, it, that was just American arm. It was, it was actually kind of funny. And you could actually That's awesome. you could kind of see it because he doesn't, they don't ever really show his right arm, and he's doing everything with his left. So that one, yeah, was, it was pretty uh, obvious when I was watching him. Like, that's a prosthetic. That dude's arms getting ripped off the moment he walked in. Like, it didn't move at all, and then he like yeah, tried to like punch, right and it was like you could have punched with the other hand; it would have been closer. And yep. I was like, all right, yep. but that actually that made for a fun scene. Made for uh, a great scene. The, the guy with the painted face and the shotgun allegedly he quit the day after filming because he had to put a shotgun to a baby. Like, he did not like that one bit. Which Soft. Is... I appreciated it. I thought it was hilarious, personally. <laughs> Fuck them kids. That was my feeling. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but can we talk about, like, uh, afterwards when the cops are coming through after the Avenger comes in and kills all these guys, and they're like, oh, it looks like we got a deep fried one over here. We got the strawberry sundae over here and a pizza and with eating, everything. They're eating the tacos the entire time. Like, oh, free food. All right. Well, like, What was weird to me, too, is like when after the Toxic Avenger kills those group of people in the alleyway, like right after he turns, um, the police come back and they're like, oh, man, that was the most like gruesome scene we've ever seen before. But there's literally kids heads getting squashed by cars out there. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, that yeah, but, even... part, but that was part of the town. They didn't have anything to do with that these were their guys that got killed gotcha they're drug dealer guys all of these everybody every bad doing is is on the take for the german chief of police and you're right and the mayor who loves to just you know he's a bad guy because he lounges on a sandwich while he eats it that's how dude that was so So, disgusting allegedly that was served to the crew the cast and crew um i don't know if they ate it hey when you're hungry you're hungry it was served to them (laughs) Desperate uh, times, Joey. Desperate yeah. times. Uh, I will say that the taco scene did give me a quote that I had written down uh, that okay. I was going to throw in, which was, uh, I've always wanted a, a bag of blind bitch. Um, I, I, I almost, that was cornhole. almost the opening line, but I didn't. Yeah. Cornhole blind bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Corn blind bitch. That's what it was. Yes. Um. Uh, the the they did not even try in this movie to write something that wouldn't be offensive. Like they purposely tried to make this offensive as possible, oh, and that at, start to finish. Yeah, at the, at, this is like halfway through the movie, and I'm just like, there's no way that they could continually offend us. There was there like, was at one point there was a scene where the dude just started rattling off racial slurs for seemingly no reason. That was that was that was at the beginning. Uh, where the um, the one of the girls, I think Bozo's girl, Julie, was like, these are all worth X points. This is worth one point. And yeah, it was all racial slurs. Yeah, I'm I was not, like, this is, this is too much. That was like, oh, fuck that. What? Um, yeah. But yeah, like that. Why was that needed? Not needed whatsoever. I mean, but in the 80s, they thought it was, it was to show that they were the bad guys. OK, yeah. If we didn't know if killing a child if, on his bike if, wasn't look, enough. Look, I mean, Joey will tell you he's run over a child once. According to him, it was a moose, but whatever. That's what my Facebook story says. <laughs> and he's but, sticking to it. But, you know, yeah, we, we didn't know they were bad guys because, you know, they ran over people. They beat up old ladies. They masturbated to mutilated kid pictures. I mean, we didn't know yeah. they were bad guys from any of that. We yep. had to know they were bad guys because they used slurs. Hey, hey don't shame their kink, man. Dude, I will shame very few kinks, but that's one of them. <laughs> um, speaking of that scene, uh, they there was a few scenes in this movie that they just repeated, that they just cycled a couple like, times. In the montage of him saving all the people, I swear he picked those kids up like four times in that montage. <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe they were just um, really dumb kids, or maybe they just wanted to see him again. Kept going back, yeah. 
but like I, I think that one was Wanda, and like the first time we see her go into the sauna when Slug comes in and and just mess with her, she is just in the towel pouring the the water on, and then the next scene she's in a bikini. Next time we see it when Toxic Avenger comes in, it is that same opening scene in the towel, and then this time just masturbating to the. But she gets her tits out in the second one, so I mean, yeah. Um, also, only real tits in the movie, yeah. According, were they real? Look big to me. No, hers were real. They had okay. tan lines on it, so that's how you know they're real. Oh no, actually, you can get tan lines put on there for free. No, oh, it's like the grill marks you put on a burger. Exactly. <laughs> um, allegedly, according to IMDb, there was a deleted scene where Wanda and Julie, the two girls, uh, actually did not die. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they were seen at the police station complaining that they were attacked. Uh, Wanda just had like wrappings around her ass because it got burnt. And Let this be a lesson to you, hot ass. Julie, yeah. And then Julie uh, had no hair. Like he had cut off all of her hair instead of burning and stabbing which them. Allegedly. But we didn't see that. Yeah, okay, you don't see her die. Which you don't see either one of them die. Well, I guess that's true, but you see one of them being like mutilated. I'm like, this movie was wanting so much gore. I'm shocked that they didn't show like the one girl getting stabbed because she didn't die. Apparently, there you yeah. go. Um, we did see, we saw Slug and Bozo die though. Yeah, although Slug was Slug the one who got thrown out of the car. Yeah, he his death wasn't that crazy. It was just kind of like ah, oh, he's outside the car. But well, Bozo, he strangled him to death first. But that's true. Now Bozo, I will say, to your point, Chuck, we can't really ba- blame Bozo. He even said it. It's not me. I'm just stressed out. People don't know how to deal with stress. If he was able to go to betterhelp.com and for only $10.99 a month. <laughs> Betterhelp.com slash CBR. Yeah. He could have worked through his issues. Don't, don't go there. That's not actual. We don't, we don't have, a, we don't have I will say uh, betterhelp.com slash professional casual is a real one. Oh, is and it? And we'll give you 10% off. Nice. Yeah, hey, and we we're part of the professional one. casual network. So that works yeah. out. Go do it. Um, but, we, I, you, but yeah, do you know how many people, how, how much damage he did just trying to kill Bozo? Like, there were probably oh, yeah. multiple oh, deaths. Yes, I know. But see, oh, well, so like, there was, was that one crash that caused, like, at least one guy to die. Uh, I was like three cars crashing each other, and one blew up. I was kind of confused on what his, like, I know his superpowers technically, like, he has super strength and resilience, but like, it seems like when he gets in those moods, he has like an unquenchable need to satisfy killing bad people. And I'm like, he, is that like he just collateral damage doesn't matter? Is that really like him being the Hulk then? Like he just well, can't see past that? It's also apparently he yeah, the Hulk doesn't need, kill. He has a neat ability to figure out who the bad guy is. Like the little old lady. Well, not yeah. the little old lady. The, the short mother that he. The little old lady. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. That he, he knew she was bad before the... anyone else knew she was right, bad. Exactly. Like how? How did he know? He can smell it on him. Maybe. No. Oh, smells like a big fat mare. Toxic pheromones. It's like spidey sense. Yeah. Toxic masculinity sense. Um. Yeah. Uh. I. So there's a scene where Cigarface pops back up after getting his ass handed to him earlier, and he's got, you know, the six guys surrounding. Um, Toxic Avenger, which uh, Melvin, because they never actually say Toxic Avenger at all. Like no one ever, no one ever calls him that except for the narrator. Um, so they're oh, so the narrator's nobody now, basically. Uh, so the they're all surrounding Melvin, and I really appreciate that they all fire at once instead of trying to take turns because you don't really see that very often. It's usually like, oh, it's my turn, pop. Oh, it's my turn, pop. Um, and well, here the only is, way to take all... this guy down is a united front of bullets from every angle. And it, I mean, six dudes had to unload on him to take him down. That was the plan. Mm, yeah. I've seen that movie before. <laughs> yep. Um, what else we got? Oh, I, oh. I'm, I'm wondering if 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 toxic or if Melvin's cum could make Sarah not blind anymore. Yeah, it only well, shoots it on her face, or at least it would be a nice sauna. Because <laughs> coming out of there. Yeah, maybe. That's maybe. that's the real uh, a facial, for real. 
Oh man. Um, that's. I mean, what you guys have. I, I love how even in you know a satire like this, the cops are still bad. Oh yeah, I, I mean. One cop. Oh no, he was still bad. Okay, speaking of the one cop, the one good cop, my favorite character in this whole movie when he's in the ice cream shop the little girl right next to him just licking her ice cream and agreeing like very vivid very vigorously agreeing with everything he says in that whole scene i was like yeah get this girl an oscar this, hey, this little girl is amazing look, people can't go around doing what's right okay <laughs> direct line from the cop that's supposed to be good yes <laughs> one three oh, one two guys he's the honest no. cop the only honest cop Let's see. Yeah, then they the movie ends the with the the mayor calling in the national guard, and they are they find the monster Melvin with Sarah at this like campsite, and national guard comes in with a tank and a bunch of rifles and all of the townspeople with their own guns, all aiming at the Toxic Avenger to kill him. Um, I thought that was a great scene. The way that you just it was framed where it's just the tent and then they pull back slowly and it's like all these people. <laughs> that was I, wonderful. It was just one of those things where when they, there's, there's one like camera pull where they're going from like the back of the crowd forward. And you see like five guys with shotguns pointing their guns at the back of the heads of the people in front of them. Yeah. It's like, you're not, even not aiming really at all. hitting yeah. anybody, sir, except for the people in front of you. Like, you look, those were the people that had grunges or grudges to uh, satisfy that were like, this is the perfect time to do it. It's the first Maybe. purge right here. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and then obviously Toxic Avenger, he stands up for himself and the town's like, we're not going to kill you. And then the mayor tries to kill him, but apparently Toxic Avenger is bulletproof? No, no, no. The mayor is a really bad shot. Okay. Because he didn't hit the Toxic Avenger once. We didn't... Maybe. But He was aiming his gun like this. A couple couple of shots were down at the ground. I'll give you that. Um, That was all the higher he could lift his arm. Well... It's not a sandwich, so he couldn't bring it all the way up to his mouth. He was so sweaty all of the time. Like the first time they introduce him, his shirt is drenched, and I just thought it was the color of the shirt. And then I realized, oh no, he's just be sweaty. I mean, it's uh, uh, yeah. it probably smells like salami too. <laughs> but yeah, oh, he looks like a dude who would smell like bologna. Yeah. <laughs> but that is uh, how the movie ends. Whoa, whoa, no! The no. Toxic Avenger rips the mayor's guts out. Yeah, you missed the biggest part oh, of the yeah. whole movie. He said, "Let's see if you have any guts," and pulls his intestines out. And then as the and like everybody freaks out at first, and then they're like, "Oh, you know what? It's just the mayor. Good job, yeah." Yeah, and then they all are celebrating, and I, I love this moment because then right afterwards. It was like the writer was like, you know that moment in Rocky where he keeps yelling, Adrian? Yeah, let's do that, but let's just have Sarah! him keep yelling, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah. Well, she's blind, you know? So she's. Yeah, okay, she, sure. I know where he's at. <sighs> um, yeah, anything else you guys want to well, talk about? Well, this movie really does end with one of those things where, like, the next time you're in trouble, hope that you run into the Toxic Avenger. And yeah. then, like, the greatest 80s music ever plays. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah so that's toxic avenger guys now you guys don't have to watch it we yeah i'm it so glad you invited me for this no, one, man. Go no watch problem. It. also no. i will say this there is a really good documentary i think it's still on amazon that is like that follows like the 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 weird shit that happened around this movie and like uh after and the series itself and it follows like what happened to the guy who played melvin after all this happened where he like just disappeared and nobody could find him and nobody knew what was going on and like like he hated he hated this movie he hated being a really? part of this whole thing and like his whole story he directed so, it too. I believe so yes or directed part of, parts of it so is this like an ahmed best situation like this movie just ruined his career well, I don't say it ruined Ahmed's best career. He just, you know, he's he's come back to the Star Wars fandom. Has he? He has. I he, didn't even know he was doing anything with the property anymore. Wow. Yeah, uh, what was it? A few years back, they um, 
they had the whole like Legend of the Temple Star Wars version, and he was hosting that. And oh, like good. I, I almost met him at a celebration in Chicago a few years back. So like, yeah, he's still he's still in in the the fandom. Like he he's still around. Time uh, heals all I, wounds, I guess. Well, yeah. Because I knew that was rough for him. Fans are the ones that that helped him because he was on the vet on the verge of suicide. Yeah, I remember it was like rough back. I remember hearing all that stuff back then. Yeah, but no, he he's pulled through. Uh, He's got a great family now, and just he's he's appreciative of the fans. Well, way to wreck wreck my joke, why don't you, Joe? No problem. (laughs) I am an Ahmed best uh, stand. So did did he throw the um actually before he wrecked that though? (laughs) Probably, I don't remember. <laughs> I, you know what? I probably did just inadvertently. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of killing yeah. things, Joey, what's the kill count? Well, before we get there, um, gonna whoop, gonna head over to the Discord, and I threw this up there and asked people what their thoughts on on this movie was. Bruce Leroy said this is a wacky B movie schlock at its finest. Peak Lloyd Kaufman, finest. At his finest, finest. I don't know. It's finest, the 80s, sure. Speaks with wind says the musical is great fun. The original film is an action dark comedy gorgasm that splashes all over my brain holes. The first 20 minutes were groundbreaking at the time. I totally disagree with that one, sir. Um, the first 20 minutes was all just the setup of like the terrible stuff, just left and right. Um, Pony Danza says movie is fucking rad. Cigar face gets dealt with in a glorious way. He just gets shot, but whatever. This there is through this newity, loads of violence, a deformed nerd anti-hero running around in a tutu, and is spawned the Toxic Crusaders children cartoon. What's not to love? Uh, apparently for us for a lot. Uh, and then Speaks with Wind comes back with a whole movie is through this. Uh, Ron Jeremy plays the mayor in two or three of the movies. And I believe it was the third one. Oh man, well that sounds like the gem yeah. right there. We will get to that eventually. Is it is this like when he uh in the peak of his career, this is when he starts looking like a fucking hedgehog? <clears throat> uh, I believe hedgehog. Okay. Was his peak in like the eighties? I don't fucking know. Have I ever yeah. told you my Ron Jeremy late, story when I met late him? 70s, early 80s. Okay. No, no, but we need to hear it now. Okay, so this one time I was uh going to the Los Angeles Convention Center for a thing called Skedazzle. It's where they sell a bunch of like snowboarding and ski equipment for super cheap, like once a year. And as we pull up into the parking lot to pay to get our parking ticket, Ron, Ron Jeremy, no joke, is in the thing taking people's money and giving them tickets. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? And I found out there was also a porn convention going on on the other side of it. And he was just bored and was going out there and like messing with like the staff and stuff. And they were like, you should like take tickets. And stuff. So I'm just like rolling through giving my money to Ron Jeremy and getting a parking ticket from him. It was the weirdest, like surrealist thing ever. I love it. I think when, when I met him, it was at the gathering. Uh, when oh, I was nice. And it was myself and uh, Justin. Oh, God. And- I think Sharon at the time too. Um, we Who? were going up to his girlfriend. Shannon? Shannon, whatever. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> or I guess I should say wife. They're married now. Wait, uh, what? I'm pretty sure they're married, yeah. Anywho, continue with your story. Yeah, I know that's weird. I come from Justin. <laughs> yeah. Um, he we went up, we were getting ready to go up, say hi, like talk to him, and I think he got slapped by somebody else, and like the, the security guards had to like come up and like break him apart. And it was just like, well, that's weird. Sounds like the gathering. That sounds like yeah. a gathering. Yeah, yep. totally. But that slap was in- intended to be like a, a loving slap. Oh, because... no. There was no, it was words. probably because he said something terrible. No. Yeah. There was, there was yeah he that... probably had that coming. Yeah, you're right. You actually. have to remember when they like you, they throw Fago at you. When that's they hate true. you, they throw other things at you. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Whatever they can yeah. find. Like Good. these hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So the kill count. Uh, I counted 22. The surprisingly low 27. Mm -hmm. So I may have missed some. I don't know. I think I also, they may have counted like Julie and Wanda who, according Mm. to the deleted scenes did not die. So I don't know. I got 22. Uh, Ron, the other three deaths that you don't have. So wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Batman killed more people than toxic Avenger did. Yeah, that seems legit. Actually. 
Batman's a psychopath. Yes, that tracks. Yeah, that, that tracks. I mean, if we count the total of the kills in the Batman, that's way more. We still got three other movies of Toxic Avenger. So yeah. we can do. We yeah, can do I like still don't think he's going to catch up with Batman. Waiting. Call, well, I don't know. We'll see the next couple movies. I don't know. Call me when Batman kills someone with a mop. Then we'll talk. Well, he doesn't kill him with a mop. He throws a mop down their gut at, or down their throat afterwards. I guess that's true. No, he sets a gel on their face is what he really because none of that actually made it any fair. Uh, Ron, what is our bingo? <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to start with inability to control power because obviously he had a problem with that. Uh, unexplainable science, comic logic, hero kills, product placement. Um, we had a montage. Yes, um, Wait, what there's was the a product lot of, placement? A taco? Uh, the Budweiser well, underneath the uh, tires or underneath the pedals in the, uh, there, the car. Oh, you're right. I there was a couple other right. ones too. Yeah, I think yeah, but that was, was the only there. one that really stuck out to me. You and you know for a fact those were not actually product placement. No, like they were just like <laughs> let's just <laughs> see if we can get this in the movie without getting in trouble. Yes. Um, but then we also had misogyny, sexual innuendo, and animal cruelty. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a hundred percent true. Yeah, uh, when they made uh, the animal kiss Melvin, that's pretty cruel. That's the only cruel thing they could do with <laughs> animal in this whole movie. Oh shit! All right, so Spawn Cape Continuum. Uh, so I, I count the the practical effects as well. Oh, okay. As, uh, I would argue that. 42 and a half trillion point seven nine spawns. Like okay. this still looks up, like, still looks good. Oh, yeah, no, it looked wonderful. No, no, definitely the, the graphic. Yeah. Um actually I was, I was watching it with uh Charity and she had make, make us made me rewind it to watch the part where the dude gets his head crushed with the weight machine. Mm. Yeah, dude. Because it looked fucking awesome. Yes, because they actually killed somebody. It's actually See, that's what I've been saying. That's how you get the they best footage, right? It. It's that's a snuff film, guys. So he wanted to die for his art. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, everything's great. Made sense. But, like, like the practical effects in this looked better than what we saw in He-Man when it came to, like, practical effects. And oh, 100%. Out... What, when did He-Man come out? That was 80... 87? Was that 87? Because I know this this is eighty four. Hold on. Yeah, and like a ridiculously smaller budget. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like the practical the practical effects in this look better than Batman. Like that's also accurate. I I would like this for a lot of the time. I think when we look at special effects and practical effects and things like that, it's the simpler the better. But like finding that one thing that they're good at and then toning on on it, right? clearly had somebody who could do prosthetics really really well like i the the taco hands uh uh the guy who got his hands shoved in the fryer and stuff right like i have seen that that was accurate that was a very accurate representation of what that looks like i'd almost argue that they actually fried that man's hands good possibility it's canon now yeah no (laughs) one's gonna prove me other until somebody proves me otherwise it's canon that is the rule of this show Very. Very true. Well, already it's time for our scores. Um, we'll go ahead and start with you, Jordan. Mm. Out of ten, what do you rate this movie? I did not like this movie as much as most people did. It's, uh, even though I'm joking about it's it, it's a classic. Allegedly, it's allegedly. I argue again that I love Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Parents, like I love schlocky '80s films. This one did not capture my heart like those did. So I'm going to go with a one. Ooh, damn. Okay. Wow. If I gave Batman and Robin a two, (laughs) I have to give this a one. Do you you feel like if, if you had seen this at like, you gave Batman and Robin a 2.25, sir. Do you feel like if you saw this at like 12 or 13, like just the peak of just adolescence that this would have like now in 2022, or 2023 whatever the hell you were in would have like it would have been like a nostalgic bump for you no because i feel like the problem is i wouldn't have appreciated what it was even less at that age i wasn't like into 
I was really into just straightforward films when I was that young. It wasn't until my adulthood where I found appreciation in things that were like, oh, this is supposed to be bad, and that's why it's good. Gotcha. So I probably would have figured... hated it more if I watched it back then. That's I fair. figured violence, boobs, like violence mm. and boobs. That's what I cared about when I was 12. Yeah, you know I didn't I mean? like, like violence so... when I was young either. Anything that was like over oh. overtly violent, I steered away from. So like I never really watched slasher films or anything until I was like 18. Mm. Okay. That tracks. Chuck, what <laughs> you got? Uh, I'm going to. I was like six. I'm going to. Uh, it's hard. So like I love this movie. I look at it, I go, this is satire that's satirically satirish. You know what I mean? Like, it's a satire about a satire about a satire to the point where it's not even satire anymore. It's just offensive, and that's why it's satire. Um, I also, remind me to tell you guys after off-air, because it's definitely an off-air conversation, but uh, I knew somebody who worked for trauma vision uh for like a hot minute uh so that that was interesting to find out as well um but i'm gonna shoot high strictly out of nostalgia of just the things that i love and the offensive and i'm gonna say 9.7 are you shitting me right now (laughs) oh my god i am not this is a 9.7 fuck you aren't you glad i did a one now (laughs) i know yeah This does not need to be a 9.7. Jesus. It is almost a... Per- Look, no, it does exactly no, what it no. wants. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. This is doing exactly what it was meant to do. Be it a s- offensive, satirical movie. Do you know what didn't do the thing it was supposed to do? Fucking steal, man. Steel didn't do fucking shit that it was supposed to do. And you made me watch that absolute fucking dumpster fire. You know what doesn't do the thing that I wanted it to do? Batman, Batman Returns, to a lesser extent, Batman Forever. Those did not, they wanted to be big blockbuster movies that were going to blow our brains apart, right? And they didn't. They're wonky and they're campy and they're stupid. This is exactly what it wanted it to be. I and it still blew brains movie, apart. Still blew brains apart. And it had boobs. So, like, it gets really high ranked on my on my thing. When you guys judge this, when I look at this, I go, did this, does this score good because it became the movie that it wanted to be? Yes, this is exactly the movie it wanted to be. It deserves a high rating. It's that good. I will give you, I mean, it's your rating. Look, I, it's I his can't, opinion. You know, he gets to rate it however he wants yeah, to. It's like your explanation of why you gave the rating. Okay. I think if I watched this before you made me watch Steel, I probably wouldn't have scored an hour, but, you know, you made me watch Steel first. So. It's just the way the it came in the order. It's not my uh-huh. fault. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, I mean, you made the list, therefore it is your fault. But Yes, but I didn't have these in there originally. Otherwise, we will watch these like a year ago. That's so, fair. All right, Ron, what you got? Uh, so I'm giving it a 3.5, which is pretty high. Okay. But it did have some gratuitous nudity. Um, the, spe- the, 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 the effects were fan-fucking-tastic. And it still had a little bit of nostalgia for me because I did watch it at a young age. That's fair. And that's, uh, fair. that's all kind of similar to me. So I am also giving it a 3.5. Which gives us a combined score. I mean, everything you said I agree with. Chuck, I I understand where you're coming from. You are correct, but I still can't rate it higher than that. Just saying. And Jordan, your score is just okay. I, I appreciate it. I really do. Uh, especially, my, yeah, my score. I, I knew Chuck was going to pull some of this bullshit out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's nice. This is why we love having gives, Jordan on. <laughs> that gives it a combined score of four point. 4.25, or I can just say 4.3. 4.43. There we go. Because math. Um, which on our list drops it in at where are we at here? 4.43. Number 41 out of 59 movies. It is just behind Howard the Duck and just above Flash Gordon. Hmm. That's actually a pretty good placement for it. I was going to say, that actually sounds... No, what, no, it that. should be way higher than what we no, use Howard the no, Duck. No, it should be under Howard the Duck. I would watch Return of the Swamp yeah. Thing over this movie. 
again. I'm just saying. And I, mm, I don't know. The boobs are better in this one because you don't get to see boobs in the Return of Swamp thing. That's true. Very true. Ridiculous. Whatever. You got look. Just be happy. You had a almost perfect movie, right? Speaking speaking of crazy movies here, before almost. we wrap it up, I'm curious if you guys have checked out the trailer for that new movie, Glory. Which one? Sorry, you broke up there. Glorious. Glorious. Have you guys heard of this movie? I've that never just heard came of it. Out? No. Okay, so the huh. premise, go watch the trailer. The premise is this dude who's like going through a mental breakdown stops at this. It just came out too. He stops at this rest stop and he goes in to like clean himself up. And then someone speaks to him from a stall that has a glory hole. And what you find out is it's pretty much a Satan who lives in this thing with a glory hole and is voiced by J.K. Simmons. Oh, fuck. What? <laughs> and he starts forcing this dude to do crazy things under the guise that he has to do this to save the world. Go watch this trailer. I can't wait. I want to see this movie so bad. It's a Shudder original. <laughs> wow. Just wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I figured, hey, if we're talking about the Toxic Avenger, it's right there. <laughs> seen what? Seen what? Cocaine Bear yet? Not, Not yet. yet, but I want to. All right, it's on my list of things I want to go see, and I for some reason feel like I need to see it in theaters. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm right there with you, spectacle. and I don't know if I'll be able to go see it in theaters. That's the problem. I'm still trying to see Ant Man here. I need I need to carve some time out for that. It's not bad. It's oh a- yeah, I forgot about that. I heard it was fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got uh, what movies coming out this week? Modoc's in it, so I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've I've got to go see. Shazam next week, mm-hmm. so I can talk about it on my other podcast. But I know D D is coming out at the end of the month, so oh yeah, that's going to be good. That. That'd be cool. Yeah. What the hell? Speaking of D and D, if you check out the other amazing programs here on the Professional Casual Network, head over to professionalcasual.com They don't play D and D; they play Pathfinder and Fourth Edition. Ooh, he got you there. <clears throat> it's the same. Games like D and D. Pathfinder Two E is way different than D and D, and Wolfer is way different than either one of them. Uh, like oh. I'm sorry, to the outside people. I'm sorry. Isn't it all stupid sword and sorcery and a bunch of nerds sitting around rolling dice and everyone pretending like Dan's a cool person? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it is over there. So let's just let's just keep going with that, okay? Wait, wait, wait. In which one of those podcasts of... is Dan a cool person? <laughs> there is an understanding that Dan is a bad. Cool. He, he's the bad GM in one of them, and in the other one, he plays a fucking nerd rat. So I don't think so. Uh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a nerd rat. It is, it is the it is the it is the understanding of here at the network that Dan is a cool guy. Okay, great. Uh, sometimes we get sent to human resources over it. Being said, of course, you can support this show. As well as all the other shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Listen, we tell you all the time, head over to patreon.com slash professional casual. As little as $1 helps support this show. Get access to that hot, hot Discord where we are just getting in there. I'm going to make a poll here in about a second uh, about whether and determining if Joey is, in fact, a whore. It was like a whole thing that we have to figure out. Now. I already made the poll. Um, and, and yeah, we're going to make it. it so we're going to make it in, in the Discord. Discord. Yeah, Discord. we're going to actually make it in the Discord. Uh, and you can like, only vote like via our, our Twitter or our, our Facebook messenger with just the three of us. Nice. Okay, yeah. look, but in my defense, you didn't have a straight-up yes answer, so I had to add one. That's fair. That's true. That's true, you did. Um, but <laughs> Or head over to twitch.tv slash professional casual network where every Tuesday night now, I think, they are playing uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol Battle Reports live in person in your face in full color uh and you know you can give a little little follow ski and a little sub ski over there we'll also get you in there but the the perk the beauty that three dollar and one cent tier to support this show directly that's where you need to be that's what you need to do. get that extra content we're coming in hot with some new ideas for patreon specifically so stay into it do you love me ranting for five minutes with nobody else talking? Because that's what you're going to get from now on. That's what we determined. That's what the show is going to be. So there you go. We're calling it. You know what we're going to call it? Back issues in the long box. That's what we're going to call it. That's what that show is going to be. Like yeah, you like that? Yeah. Like yeah, that. that's a good one. All right. Yeah, it's just be me ranting for five minutes about whatever stupid thing they made me do at my job. That being is that said. Is any different than just boys, following you on Instagram? <laughs> 
You are correct. <laughs> you can follow me over on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I am kicked out of the hood. No Ian kicked. Follow my hobby page over on TikTok. Kicked out of the hobby. No Ian kicked. Or follow my uh, culinary endeavors over at Kicked Out of the Kitchen. No Ian kicked. Love it, Jordan. Where can they find you? Uh, BS and craft beer on Instagram, and that's about it. Awesome, Ralph. Uh, good at this game on uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, add an R to the end of it for Twitter, and probably some other places that you probably shouldn't look. Um, and uh, yeah, and on, of course, this you know, wonderful show here, and sometimes on Joey's other show, yeah, big uh, Walk to the Movers. Um, you can find this show comic rundown on Twitter at comic rundown, Instagram comic book rundown, email us comic book rundown at gmail.com. Rate and review us on your podcasting, podcasting, podcasting app of choice or through the social medias. We'll read them on an upcoming episode. Uh, our song was done by Cam, formerly of Wreck My Podcast, formerly One Half of the Sex Turtles, formerly of the human race. Yes, yeah, now he is. <laughs> A doctor or almost a doctor almost a doctor almost a, still almost, a, almost doctor. a doctor uh and you we've got some merch over on redbubble and t public so thank you all for joining our next movie we'll be covering in a couple weeks is teen titans trouble in tokyo it is currently on hbo max so as long as you have the max you can watch it there and you won't invite me back for that one because that's probably actually an enjoyable movie. <laughs> you want to look? If you want to come back, we no, can make I actually happen. don't watch Teen. I've never watched Teen Titan. I just know everyone loves it. That because that was wait, wait, wait. is this Teen Titans or is this Teen Titans Go? Teen Titans. We'll get to the Teen Titans okay. Go movies eventually, which are also good. We'll see. Yep. Anyway, uh, so thank you all for listening. We will catch you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolforp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder 2nd edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.